0: welcome to wobblies and wizards i am your host loga the barbarian joined by my guest freddie the drunk wizard they're the writer of briar and bramble welcome
1: hi thank you for having me i promise i've not been drinking before this
0: i drink i drink throughout all of these here's the thing i drink coffee and tea throughout the day consistently on iced tea I got an iced tea and I got a hot coffee and I have the two of them simultaneously. When I stop drinking, I get really, I start getting really dry and coughing and stuff. It's bad. So I got to keep drinking.
1: <laughs> See, I'm English. So I have to drink copious amounts of uh, hot tea all the time or I will die. Um, so that's why I have this large cup.
0: I'll do, I'll do occasionally. I'll do a, a hot tea. no, we're here, not here to talk about our tea, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about Briar and Bramble?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, so just to, like, uh, fill you in the, the listeners in, Briar and Bramble is a Powered by the Apocalypse game um, that revolves around uh, a bunch of woodland animals venturing out to find a new home after humans burnt down their old home. OK, it's all about community and working together to overcome insurmountable odds. It's very hope punk. It's um, heavily inspired by you know, Watership Down, the animals farthing wood, Fox and the Hound, the uh, the darker side of animal adventure stories. I, I think one of like the, the cool things about Brian Bramble, and I'm not just saying this because I wrote it, uh, <laughs> is that um It's not just about the player characters themselves. It's the player characters. And when you make your character, you're helping make the community because the community is an entity. It's not just the player characters. It's everybody else as well. And when you make your character, you assign tags to the community that help define it. And you create an NPC that helps represent that tag within the community as an entity, right? So as you're like venturing about and whatnot, it's not just the player characters. You have this this extra entity to work with, and the only uh, concrete game over mechanic for the for the game is if the community falls apart.
0: See, I I absolutely love that. I, I'm a wobbly. I'm an IWW. So that itself like the whole community aspect like makes me I- i'm thrilled about it i think that's super cool and it's like in literally a, a mechanic baked in your community and the community support it sounds like is that correct
1: yeah 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 it, it's it's built in there that it, it's not about uh you know the game's not about being the coolest edgy you know i am the powerhouse it's about what can I do to help this community? Right. Um, quite a lot. In fact, during playtesting, uh, one of the players said that he really wanted to be to make like a uh loner uh, uh like strider from Aragon, you know, uh, Strider Aragon type from Lord of the Rings, right? Sort of the outsider. And I'm like, well, that's just not what this game is about. So I made the playbook The Outsider which is um, the, the, the flavor text for it reads, in the past you were a solitary creature living on the outskirts of the woodlands, avoiding the other creatures. Whether you're a grumpy old badger, a rascally weasel or a fox who ate one too many of the local rabbits, you were an outsider. Now you've been forced out of your home and cast to the wilderness. You're realizing how important community is. And it's not about being the edgy loner. It's about being kind of a jack of all trades. You can kind of be be a bit of whatever, but it's a playbook entirely about desperately wanting to be accepted and wanting to belong to this community. It's not about being the edgy loner outside.
0: I I appreciate that. It's like, I I think back to like reading old X Men comics when I was younger, they always had like Wolverine, like, I'm "I'm on the the edge outside, but it was always part of the team still. Like, always yeah. had, like as much as you, you're just kind of being at a moment you're just kind of being a rude person dude. Just, yeah
1: <laughs> exactly like so when, when a player like voiced that, oh i really want to pl- a character that's all about that i was like okay you have misunderstood the assignment <laughs> allow me to elucidate that a bit clearer here is what you think you want and here's me destroying that concept and saying no <laughs> Every playbook in this game, in Powered by the Apocalypse games, you don't have uh, classes. You have playbooks, which have unique moves. Every playbook in this game has a defining moment. Uh, They they do something like that in uh, Masks, I believe. Uh, I can't remember what they call it. They may also call it defining moments, but every playbook has a defining moment. Uh, And these defining moments, I think, also help sell the idea of it's not about being the loner badass. It's about what you can do for the community. So, for an exa- for example, right? So, uh, yeah, it's all about like what you can do for your community. So, uh, The Guardian, I think, has my favorite playbook. Uh, so, it has my favorite um, defining moment, which is um, all defining moments must be unlocked during play. They are not just a move that you unlock when you level up. It's when the timing is right, you can choose to do this, right? And it's a one-and-done deal, right? Uh, The defining moment for the Guardian is this move must be unlocked during play when you stand against an insurmountable threat in defense of your community. You face a threat alone, and in doing so, guarantee the safety of your community from that threat, regardless of what happens to you. You know this isn't a foe that you can beat, but reset your harm clock, and face the foe.
0: I like that. I appreciate uh, that.
1: It's Gandalf on the bridge. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I forget his name. Is it Bigwig from the end of uh, Watership Down when he faces the general? It's, I know that I can't win this, but I'm going to do whatever I have to do to protect my friends and family. You go, I stay. I've got this. I don't got this.
0: So... You mentioned the watership down and this is I here's the thing is I I've been seeing these games out lately. Like one was uh Mouse Ritter and the other was yeah. uh, Bunnies and Burrows and, mm, and there's th- the Warren was- as well. Yeah, and there was another one that uh trollord I've been seeing a few of them pop up here and there. So this is kind of a lot seems to be like where we you're playing animals and not not even anthropomorphized animals, correct? Just kind of animals.
1: No, you're just animals in yes. this. I mean, you know, they're, they're anthropomorphized to the fact that they can talk to each other and they <laughs> formed the a community, but you know, um they're they're not going to be going for high tea with each other. It's not wonder home, right? <laughs> um or you are an animal
0: yes <laughs> it's not the,
1: wind in the willows
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't mind the wind in the willows role-playing game i feel i would i feel i could have fun with that <laughs> the check out
1: the Check out wonder home by j dragon wonder right?
0: home i have heard of that someone's mentioned that i'm definitely yeah. have to check that out. but yeah oh, it's the also,
1: latest indie darling
0: <laughs> and i i've been I've been, uh, I've been fast. I've been wanting to run something like this to play animals. No, let me rephrase that. I haven't been wanting to run something like this. I've been wanting to play something like this because I question my ability at running it at first. Like, eh, do I know enough to do this so world I, of animals? It seems alien I, to me. So, I, I think like when
1: running, um, when running, uh, you know, briar and bramble specifically. I think there are like some pretty important things to like remember about the world uh, and it's that humans are an insurmountable threat. Humans don't have a harm clock because you can't kill them. Because if you could fight them why would you need to have run run from them to set off the entire game? They're they're kind of a metaphor for climate change. Almost.
0: <laughs> I like uh, that. You,
1: you you can't punch that. <laughs>
0: um, I appreciate that. That's a pretty good approach. Yeah.
1: Um. And you know, there's a whole section on like narrator principles right like what you are meant to be doing as the narrator to sort of help do that and i think an important thing and this is true of like i think all pbta games is you need to reflect questions back to the players so they can help answer questions about the world i I think this is why i chose pbta as like a a foundation to build this game on because it's a system i have a lot of experience with and I like the cooperative storytelling element of it. Uh, I think other systems tend to lean into the idea of I'm the I'm the game master and I've decided the story and you're here for the ride. And PBTA is just not that like you really you'd struggle to do that with a PBTA game.
0: One thing I appreciate coming out of that that corner of role playing is, is something that we've talked about here a lot is like player autonomy and stuff like that, where players do have more of an impact on what's going on in the story itself. And I, I really appreciate that. I think that's a cool approach to role play.
1: Absolutely, I, I think like one of the the best playbooks that, that I've got that like really allows player control over the narrative is the playbook "The Weird," spelled W Y R D, because I'm dumb and like weird spellings <laughs> um, you uh, are Fiver from Watership Down you can see the future like you can literally see the future your starting move is called A Glimpse Ahead and it says when you attempt to peer into the visions of the future roll plus sense and on a 10 plus you saw what danger awaits us in our future what was it
0: <laughs>
1: your starting move is you tell me what the problem is okay Uh, And on the 7 to 9, it's, you saw it, but you don't know all the details. I, as the narrator, can now add some extra details to this. So, you know, just immediately as a starting move for that playbook, it's, you have quite a lot of control over what the future holds for the game, right? And that's, I think, like, you know, emergent narrative is, you know, it's why we play tabletop role-playing games. And I think, like, the emergent narrative in, in Briar and Bramble... Uh, is is equally in the hands of the narrator and the players. Um, in fact, one of the, the key components that I really, really like is when you're doing a, a long-running campaign of Briar and Ramble, you do map making, where at the beginning of the, of the session, you have a physical map that you are drawing of the adventure that you have been on, right? And you mark on the... You, you, point at the map and you say right this is where we were and this is what happened and this is where we are now right and every time you move from one environment to another you add that previous environment to the map uh and you are constantly retelling this tale to each other um at the beginning of sessions so everybody can get back up to date on what the story is we can remind each other of the cool things that each that each other did we can remind ourselves of the the obstacles that the community overcame and how we helped you know how we helped work together as a team to do that Uh, it also has like my favorite piece of art in the entire book which in the digital document is weird because it's a two-page spread so it's a bit weird but in the physical book (laughs) it's really nice because it like you know it's a two-page spread yeah uh, but it's just its just a really cute map that Kristen drew, and it's adorable, and I love it.
0: Well, the art, let's talk about the art. Uh, the two things I want to hit on, because we're run, almost up on time. Oh. What kind of animals are we going to be able to play? Like, how does that work? And uh, the art is beautiful that I've seen. Oh, uh,
1: uh, shout out to uh, Kristen on that one. Uh, yeah, her artwork is amazing. And uh, also massive shout out to uh, Francita, uh, who did the layout for the book. They're both truly gifted artists and uh without them this would still be just a text document (laughs) Uh, animals what animals can you play as you can play as any animal that you want really uh i you know it's set in the you know a, a mystical english woodland that never was right a pastoral past right but there is like a preface that does say like hey although it's set in england you can play any animal you want so long as it doesn't look out of place next to like a badger a hedgehog and a fox Mm -hmm. that's fine so raccoons possums they're great mountain lions maybe not Uh, (laughs) you want to play a seven foot tall shire horse and be and be the diplomat do that absolutely okay
0: who's gonna argue with a seven
1: foot tall horse
0: I don't think I want to play a squirrel or a chipmunk. <laughs> uh,
1: then maybe the sneak is the playbook for you. Excellent. Or maybe the scout.
0: <laughs> so could you tell the listeners where they can find, find you and Briar and Bramble online and where they should be looking at?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at the drunk wizard with an underscore at mm-hmm. the end. Um, and you can find all of my, uh, you can find Briar and Bramble at drunkwizard.itch.io forward slash, forward slash Briar. Again, right now, there is a, a free version of the game available. Uh, there are also links to a bunch of places where you can see the game being played by people uh, on that page. You can get the game for free uh, on that on uh, the Itch page right now. It has uh, no artwork and it's just a text document that uh, I did my best to lay out, but I'm not good at that. So <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, it's free or pay what you want. Just get it for free. And if you like what you see and you want a full art version, well, on May 5th, my birthday, I'm releasing the full art digital version. So you'll be able to buy that from the same place, drunkwizard.itch.io forward slash Briar.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on. I'm I'm delighted to hear about it. It it sounds like a great game. We're definitely gonna have to be checking that out. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Crom. We're on Patreon. We could use any support you give us. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.